afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV and such. This is episode number 277. We have Ooh. now done as many episodes as the length of the Grand Canyon in miles that is kayakable. What? Oh. Oh, kayakable okay. length of the Grand Canyon. I didn't know yep. kayakable was a word. It's a it's nice a, thing. It was, I didn't know the mode of transportation pocket. mattered in terms of how long something was. Well, if you're in like a <laughs> like a a mining craft that could probably go forever in any direction. So, mm, or a burro. Yeah, if you're on yeah. a burro, it's a very different <laughs> length. Like the wait, river is not super wait a, a, a burro or a burro. <laughs> Neither of them can swim that river. <laughs> uh, it was. I was I, employing I, a burro. <laughs> <laughs> I know this because in January it was kayaked. In just 37 hours, end to end, which is not a record. It was for kayaks, but not for boats. There's an boat who did it in 36 hours. Why did they even record it? It wasn't a record breaker. Well, they were setting out to break the record, and then oh. uh, they had trouble. But it was, so this, it was, is, it, this is a catalog of failures? Is that what this is? <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say it is, speaking of bad ideas, executed pretty well. This week, we're talking about Anonymous Rex the 2000 novel by eric garcia by michael from st louis as a birthday party as a birthday party as a birthday present to his wife this is the second time his wife has gotten a, uh, an episode as a birthday present so way Whoa. to be predictable michael from st louis <laughs> yeah thanks michael but also happy birthday happy, happy birthday, birthday wifey Michael's wife, wife. Uh, <laughs> do we have an, her name so we can wish her happy birthday uh, i believe i do uh monica Happy Monica. birthday, Monica. Monica, birthday. you look beautiful. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Monica. I Gosh. always notice when you get a new haircut, Monica. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so Monica and Michael from St. Louis, thank you guys for sponsoring this. Apparently, Monica loved this book and thought that we would as well. So, as a birthday present to you, Monica, I would like to apologize. <laughs> Monica, Monica, don't get mad. Monica, put that down. Are you Put sitting down. down, Monica? <laughs> here, here. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give you a hug. I am wearing a mohair sweater. Everything's gonna be fine. Do you We're gonna hug it out. Cuddle with maybe. Do you have like, a comfort animal? This is gonna be a rough one, Monica. This is gonna be a hug sandwich. We're hugging now. We're hugging now. My arms are around you, and we're gonna hug again when this is over because this I is like gonna be hard. It, but I don't think everyone else did. No. Yeah. What? Hold on, hold this the phone. Is gonna I've be never hard. heard him say those words. Before. I didn't love <laughs> it. But I liked it. I thought you it was right. liked it. Monica, we could be friends still. Yeah. Uh, let me introduce you to your panel today. Uh, I'm Al- your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Joining us in our Brooklyn studios, he's at Sea Smith. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Uh, Alex, uh, I think you were uh, speeding there. Do you know how fast you were going? Oh. Raptor. My buddy was, you know, Raptor saved my life back in Nam, back when I got my scent gland shot clean off with a Viet Cong bullet. That is a well-targeted bullet that just takes out your scent glands. It was, and we're not going to explain where scent glands are or how a bullet shot them clean off. But I'm going to let Descartes you off pineal first. gland. We just let it go. We just it's, it's up there. We're I just letting think... it go, and we're letting you off a ticket, and we're giving you a police escort to wherever you need to go, Alex. I mean, I don't know anything about having strong nose scents, but is it possible that you could still smell somebody who's lost their scent glands? Well, Wouldn't they still smell like police uniform and other stuff? Yeah, but they smell like humans. They'd smell like humans and not like the pheromones of well, secretly no, but, but they, uh, a dinosaur. Humans, 
a lizard inside a costume. Yeah, they smell like a lizard in a costume. That seems like that would smell different than a person not in a costume. You might think that, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> All right. Also yeah. joining us, she's at the Tanya Best in our Brooklyn studio as well. It's Tanya Davis. Here I am, like the scent of polished pine riding on a breeze. <laughs> wow. Everything's described in scents, but in not in like unique sense. Yeah. Or sense that I don't understand. What is polished pine? What does that smell like? It smells like pine flavored uh like pine salt? polish. Like, pine like salt. does it smell like It's like pine, pine flavored pledge. Yeah. <laughs> also I don't think flavored is the right word for that. <laughs> Sorry, scented. Yeah, yeah, I probably shouldn't be eating your pledge, you guys. Oh, but I am. <laughs> yeah, but guys, what are your scents? Like that's what I was thinking about this whole book. I was like, well, oh, what you I know what you're like. well, well, but it, what, it wasn't like your like dino personality scent? related, was it? Sorry, go ahead, Tanya. Oh, I just said, was it, it, are you asking about like a dino scent? Because I feel like dino scents are different than human smells. <laughs> right, because my scent is like $3 worth of deodorant and $6 worth of shampoo. You put on $3 worth of deodorant every, <laughs> every day? day? No wonder you don't have money. <laughs> oh my God. That is so much deodorant, That's a half dude. a stick. That's a half that that's a least... stick each arm. That's like if 15 going, clicks. Like... If you had the little... That's like a whole... <laughs> 15 clicks of deodorant later, Alex is ready for his day. I bet you also go through half a cube of butter per thing of toast. <laughs> that one's closer to true. Um, and then you said $6 worth of shampoo? Oh my this is bumble and bumble. It's, it makes sense. It's, it's just a dime-sized <laughs> yeah, that, amount. That's a normal it's, amount. <laughs> that's just how much it costs. I still, I think if you go down to like a nickel or dime-sized amount, you would be saving I, money hand over fist. $5.95? That's <laughs> true. Good, quick math. I, Alex, covered in hygiene products, Falcone. I, I mean, I have to click in. I have to have, I have a girdle made entirely out of deodorant, and yeah. then I have straps of deodorant. I, I meant oh, no. I smell like three dollar deodorant and six dollar shampoo, mm. but I like your interpretation better. <laughs> Hang on. No, I take a two-minute shower, and then it's five minutes of underarm rubbing. <laughs> I gotta say, I think it would probably be a limit to how much would go on. Like, at some point, it would just be deodorant, think... rubbing on deodorant, and you'd be getting as much off as you're putting on. Except the thing is that the heat from the friction helps melt it, and it spreads it's just, more it's evenly. It's pouring yeah. down my sides. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you have a soft solid. Maybe you're a right guard man or something like that, where it's just oh, the gel. Man. Disgusting yeah. thought. Um, what do you smell like, Nick, in dinosaur oh, scent? I was thinking like peanut butter and coffee. Oh, that's mm. a good one. Whoa. That's probably what I smell like in real life right now. <laughs> yeah. Vaguely. I have some friends that are on this bizarre coffee thing where they put... Don't butter. Don't say butter. Yep, they say butter. Is it butter coffee? Uh, uh, butter, it's but butter they have to use a blender I'm, because... I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I, I yeah, keep my butter... Well, I don't have butter. I just have coffee, but... Yeah, keep your butter dry, son. Keep your butter dry. That's what they say. <laughs> so you have friends with shi- in the shiny lip club? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it seems gross, but yesterday I was eating a spoonful of peanut butter while I drank my coffee, and it was pretty <laughs> legit, so now I'm yep. thinking like... <laughs> Get some, butter and butter get some combo pack though. going on in there. I his scents never seemed like they were like what you were into. It was just like you smell like it's like, like the f- essence of you. Sort of. <laughs> it's. I thought that the way the scents work is you you smelled like what you deserve to smell like. Yeah, so I like that's what beautiful. It's Beautiful people smelled like jasmine and like the breeze coming off the sea. Right. And like gross people smelled, smelled like smelled awful like, things. Smelled like yeah. 
the the open road and a bunch of trucker assholes. Or something. Yeah, and and the main oh. character smelled like fine Cuban cigars, which are like masculine and a little yeah. gritty. And like, right. I feel like I'm like somewhere weird between like fresh baked bread and like a <laughs> fart. <laughs> so you smell like a Jimmy John's? Is that? <laughs> oh, pew pew! <laughs> nice job. Also joining us, that <laughs> he smells like Jimmy John's. He's at Nick's funeral on Twitter in Chicago, Illinois. Mr. Nick Delahanty. Forget it, Jake. It's Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> nice. I did, did. These guys say that they did. They were like, did they hate that movie? Was that like a nightmare movie for them? Chinatown made- or Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. Like in this book, <laughs> Chinatown's a nightmare. Sure they would have liked Chinatown, especially <laughs> with all the yeah, weird breeding situations that's in Chinatown. I but mean, like- let's face it: dinosaurs have just been running around as humans for decades. <laughs> Who knows what movies they gave a shit about? <laughs> They've been around long enough to have liked Jurassic Park, but also have been terrified. Or maybe they, they're going to... Because this is the kind of book where he'd be like, yeah, Steven Spielberg, he's a T-Rex. <laughs> ah, I hate yeah. that so much. I'm Me sorry. Me too. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's find out what happened in this book, though. Uh, oh, Chris, God. I need you to summarize in the style of a raptor. Uh, <laughs> okay, give me a beat, because I'm a raptor. No. No. No, please don't. Okay. No. Nope. Okay. Also, if you tried to rap this whole thing, we'd be here longer than Rapper's Delight, which is a yeah. cool 16 minutes long. <laughs> which is which is already the, like, terrorism of karaoke bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Nobody it's just basil that. anyways. Yeah. Okay. I am a dinosaur, and I'd like to say hello. <laughs> All right, Chris. Okay, I, I may need a little help. So where I start to falter, please feel free to jump I in. I can't because... tell you who JC is, if that was what you were going to ask. <laughs> no, no, no. The wind beneath your tiny arms. I was not <laughs> I was not referring to you, Alex. I was referring to Tanya and Nick. Okay, good. Because <laughs> ostensibly this summary is for you. Oh, yeah, um, this is to help me so that I don't embarrass myself later on when I confuse two characters. All right. Hang in there, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Uh, this is Anonymous Rex is ultimately a hard-boiled detective story, right? Uh, our main character is a PI who's down on his luck. Uh, his name is Vincent Rubio, as all he, PIs seem to be most of the time. Named Vincent Rubio? No, no, down no, on their luck. All of them. You're are really like on this last... purposely misunderstanding Alex <laughs> kick, and I love it. <laughs> this summary is going to be forever. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Vincent Rubio, he's he's kind of a fuck up. He's botched uh, the last of uh, you know many jo- botched jobs that he's taken, and so he's given like uh, kind of out of charity one last desperate case, and that is he got a tip that uh, a, a nightclub in L.A. Uh, burned down, and that this millionaire nightclub owner uh, whose name was Donovan um, almost died. And something's a little fishy because the fire department was called before the fire alarm even went off. Amateur and so, mistake. Well, Amateur. and the fire department was called because they saw f- the person claimed they saw flames, but right. the flames wouldn't have shown up until later. Exactly. So the timelines don't match. That's right. So he's looking into it, and the leads take him to New York, the Big Apple. But before I start to go in the plot of this... Most of the characters in this book are actually dinosaurs wearing human suits. <laughs> yep. So, apparently... Now we're going to let you guys sit for 45 minutes and just think about that. So just think about that. Instead of going extinct, some of the dinosaurs <laughs> evolved to human size. 
subhuman size, and they wear latex and polymer human suits and are disguised as humans. And apparently yep. about 5 to 10% of the population are dinosaurs. But this is humans forever. There are about 16 species of, of dinosaurs that all end. do this little thing, and they all have fun. So at some point before latex suits... Well, I thought yeah, of this. Let's, yeah. let's save it. Let's that. <laughs> it has very little to do with the plot. Okay. But um, so Donovan was a dinosaur, and and Vincent Rubio or Donovan, he eventually dies uh, of his injuries. But he's a dinosaur, and Vincent Rubio is a dinosaur. And uh, the lead that takes him is that Donovan uh, was was having an affair with this wealthy woman, uh, J.C. Mc, or J.C. Holden. No, sorry, McBride? Uh, Judith McBride. Judith McBride. He was in a relationship. He was in a relationship with J.C. With Holden. Yeah, but he she was. disappeared. Yeah, she she disappeared. She ran off, but uh, the other one is is uh, Judy Judy McBride, and uh, who is also a dinosaur in good standing in New York. These are millionaires, you know, uh, very very powerful people. Yeah, we and, would not want to confuse these with a dinosaur in Time Out. It's a yeah, totally different yeah. group of yes. dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Judith McBride is married to Raymond McBride, and they were sort of revenge cheating on each other with people. Um, so that's uh, Judith was cheating on her husband Raymond with Donovan, the nightclub owner in L.A. Raymond was cheating on his wife with uh, J.C. McBride or J.C. Holden, sorry, and also a string of other people. It's also intimated that he might have a little bit of an issue with sleeping with humans. Dinos are not <sighs> supposed to sleep with humans. Uh, they have although some sort they of sure growth, can, although apparently they <laughs> sure can, um, and that basically the entire thing of interspecies uh, relations is just considered to be like unnatural and gross. And if a human ever finds out that there are dinosaurs running around in human suits, the dinosaurs all know they need to kill that person immediately with their super strength and claws and teeth. I kind of liked that. Like even if they had just made love and they thought they were good friends. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's uh, just ingrained. Yeah, it's ingrained. And the dinos, by the way, because they're all wearing human suits, they could actually switch human suits sometimes, and they'll look like somebody else, but they'll smell exactly as themselves because uh, their pheromone uh, scent profile is like a fingerprint <sighs> in, in classic uh, <laughs> NCIS terminology. It's like a fingerprint. Oh, it is like NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that oil in the ground is like a fingerprint? <laughs> it's also worth noting that part of what makes Rubio hard on his luck, hard on his luck, down on his luck, yeah. hard bitten, <laughs> something, yeah. is that he, he hard boiled. He lost his partner oh, yeah. about Easy? nine months before. Yeah, Eddie Watson, <laughs> uh, who was investigating. So the thing is with the McBrides, just to back up, uh, Judith and Ray were cheating on each other. Ray got murdered. Um, and it's unclear why he got murdered, but he got uh, shot like 23 times or, or something like that. And while investigating his murder, uh, Vincent's partner, Eddie, went to New York to investigate the murder and got hit by a taxi cab in suspicious circumstances. <laughs> I, that's, that's a hard – that's part's hard for me to buy. Like what's the suspicious part of getting hit by a cab? I know. He was always crazy, super careful. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, but cabs, they hit – Yeah. No, I know. But like basically – The, the cab hit him in his own house. That was why it was <laughs> – It came into his house and hotel ran him over. Yeah, he was found dead on the 40th floor of a hotel. <laughs> hit by a cab. The cab was yeah. stuck in the elevator. <laughs> Sort of like a rogue wave, a rogue cab just comes up and hits you from behind. You gotta watch out for those rogue cabs. Yeah. So not only is Vincent Rubio there to investigate uh, possible leads to this nightclub fire in LA, uh, but he also has the secret vendetta of finding out what really happened to his partner. All right. Um, So 
He's investigating the McBrides, um, and uh, it turns out that uh, the McBrides really wanted to get pregnant. The only issue was they're actually two different species of dinosaurs. So they were going to this freaky geneticist fertility doctor in the Bronx, uh, Dr. E.V., and just as, uh, you know, uh, Vincent arranges to have a meeting to get the, the real skinny of what was going on, Dr. E.V. gets murdered in the park by a set of twin brontosauruses. Who, who blocked him off on a tandem bicycle him. just long enough for a rogue cab to come over the railing. <laughs> a rogue <laughs> slit their throat. Yeah. 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 And, and actually, uh, so, you know, it kind of turns out that those two brontosauruses were working for J.C. Uh, Holden. And, uh, and J.C. is kind of the power... Uh, running the show and, and running all these hits and everything else. Um, and so, uh, you know, along the way, he's investigating this stuff. He meets a nightclub singer named Sarah, who's a human, who he likes a little too much, despite himself, and she really seems to like him. And he's like, no, human, gross! But actually, <laughs> you know, and he's starting to understand. Hey, wait, wait, so go ahead, get to the part where they have sex but despite the fact that she's a dinosaur in a human suit and he's a dinosaur in a human suit and they're human suits bone. Well, it get turns that out, Chris. It turns out that Sarah is actually JC holding the dinosaur in disguise. So they oh. let's okay, so, because you didn't you didn't do that right. They got they they got oh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, get they got down. down. So he's his like, oh man, buckle gets all messed up well, and starts hurting his tail. Yeah, that's right. So these like, suits really? are held into place by a variety of named and numbered buckles. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's always like, oh my G six. Yeah. <laughs> my G6 like a G six. Like a G six. <laughs> yeah. A little a pinching, pinching a little bit. Is that what a G six yeah. is? I mean, this uh, is basically what they've. If you decide we're gonna live in human suits to cover our dinosaur bodies for the rest of existence. You You've basically just decided I want to have buckles pinch me forever. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he decided so many things that don't he, make any he sense. Does it with her how through could his human pinching suit. buckles ever be worth? Like that is worth just not being a dinosaur and taking over. I just don't understand that part. Just be like, a dinosaur. Was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they don't. But uh, there's also a lot so of dinosaur he, bureaucracy. He bones <laughs> yes, her. Well, we'll get into that in just a dino second. paperwork. Yeah. yeah. Because if there's anything a lizard can do, it's hold a pen. <laughs> So uh, here's the here's what actually is going on. I'll just skip to the chase. Uh, cut to the chase. So basically, uh, it turns out that the McBrides, this powerful dinosaur couple, were not dinosaurs at all. They were <gasps> secretly humans who were using little uh, pheromone packets that they had taped to their skin or whatever with scotch tape. Um, <laughs> To pretend that they were dinosaurs, so that dinos would think that they were dinos in human suits when really they were humans. Today's broadcast brought to you by Scotch tape. Yeah, <laughs> by the three M. Scotch tape and like a Ziploc bag with some holes poked in it. <laughs> Just like taped to the back of your head, like yeah. I, I'm a dinosaur. Well, the thing is, they uncovered this. Uh, this, uh, you know, they they found out that they were dinosaurs in human suits, and they thought, next leap forward, let's create a human dino hybrid baby. And yeah, but it's the most logical thing. It's I mean, that if you is, found yeah. that, or or Judith wanted to do that because she loved uh, Donovan, uh, the guy, the nightclub owner. Um, but it turns out that Dino Human Fertility, because they talk with uh, the esteemed Doctor Triceratops uh, at the gen- genetics lab, who's doing the freaky human Dino experiments. It doesn't work when it's a girl, a uh, human egg and Dino sperm. It has to be dino egg and human sperm. So because everybody's trying to get pregnant with all the affairs, they actually take JC's egg 
um, who was in a relationship with Donovan, and then uh, Donovan's, or sorry, and uh, Ray's. No, it's this convoluted. You're not wrong. This is so (laughs) ridiculous. I'm sorry. So they make a mutant baby. They make a mutant baby, and just as it's about to hatch, uh, Vincent Rubio gets there, and the whole case gets blown wide open. Uh, and actually, so Judith pulls a gun, and she I actually just pulled a gun from my imaginary holster uh, <laughs> while explaining this. Wait, and she's waving I, it around. We should and, not. So while this is happening, the egg is being born, and because the yes. doctor doesn't hire any assistants, yes. the hardened private investigator is tasked with helping him birth this egg. Yes. Yeah, and, and really, just seems the egg is sort of birth themselves. The egg births itself, but apparently it needs to be like hoisted in a hammock inside a giant like water bath, water bath, like yeah. a huge aquarium. And like the huge aquarium actually gets shot by Judith in in uh, some sort of weird state, and then uh, the water tank uh, blows up basically, and all the water comes out, and it kills uh, Judith. No, it doesn't. Or no, sorry, it doesn't kill Judith. <laughs> it kills the Doctor Triceratops. Yeah, and uh, then it's in no, a closet. So, yeah. So yeah. So and also, Rubio has this like weird sidekick named Glenda, who's like showing him around New York. Oh all yeah, the time. she's like his hacker friend. Yeah. and like helper. So they storm the lab together. Yeah, and, and first by the way, they discover... in addition to the human hybrids, there's also just interspecies dino hybrids that are mutant, strong, crazy, like you know, uh, uh, fight fight type guys. Yeah. So Rubio and Glenda find all the mutants that have been like the bad tries up yeah. until this human dino hybrid. The misfits. And uh, and they try to do like an Indiana Jones like free the slave children thing except that the hybrid babies are like Turn super- on them? Yeah. Turn on them and start attacking. So Glenda's like I'll fight them off. You go deal with the actual plot. Yeah. And, and then she shows up at the end, kills Judith and... Uh, oh yeah. She kills Judith. And helps Dr. Triceratops Rubio, drowns. Like, yeah. JC who is also Sarah the Vixen nightclub singer um, who uh, you know has the hots for Vincent escapes with the mutant baby off to uh, Costa, Rica, Costa Rica or what have you Costa Rica just actually just off Costa Rica near a island where they're doing some interesting experiments with uh, dinosaurs uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're trying <laughs> uh, yeah and so uh, basically out of all of this the the government of dinosaurs is really grateful to Vincent. Reinstates him in good standing. He uh, takes grows him out of timeout. Yeah, <laughs> takes him out of timeout. He gets money again, and he, he gets uh, steady work and and things. He and up. Glenda open up a PI business together. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and everybody lives to detective another day. And somebody starts working on a duck dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So anyway, uh, human uh, dinosaurs in human suits, detective story. Uh, there's a lot of drama with uh, this person loves this person. No, they don't. They actually love this person. And uh, eventually it all kind of sort of gets sorted out by some mutant babies. <coughs> well, obviously we have a lot of questions about that. We're going to get to them all in a second here with King of Bullshit Mountain as requested <laughs> uh, by our sponsor. But first it's time for a compliment. Now, this is going to be harder for you than it is for me, perhaps, but... Uh, Let's have Nick, you're the guest. You can go first or last in the opening half of the compliment sandwich. Which do you prefer? Uh, I'll go first. What is your major compliment for Anonymous Rex? Uh, My major compliment is um, I think I always wondered what would happen if uh, Nick's from different parts of my life met Mm -hmm. and wrote a book together. And I think I know now, like, what a 10 year old Nick. If a 10-year-old Nick got together with, like, a 19-year-old Nick, 
this is the book I would have written. So, so I 19, know now. Yes. At 19, you were watching, uh, like, this, you were into this kind of detective story, and at 10, you were into Oh, I just love that, like, narrated noir sort of yeah. blah, 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 thing. And then I was like, <laughs> she what didn't was take that her noise? baby yeah, browns off that again. I'm not sure That's the that. blah, 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 <laughs> Oh. But, yeah, and I always wondered what Chinatown would look like if it bred with men in black in Jurassic Park. Like, it's just... (laughs) So, it's all those pieces. All they really need is is some good pieces. (laughs) What if they got into a basketball tournament against aliens that stole the talent of current superstars? Welcome to the Space Jam! (laughs) Bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I said a hip, a hop, a hippity, to the hippity. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, that's the Raptor's delight. Yeah, Raptor's delight. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> All right, so awesome. my major compliment is also sort of about how there's like some good pieces, which is uh, even though this book predates us te- technically, it was written before our show came out, I still feel like it was written by a fan of our show for us as a gift to us because it feels because like. Like they took a book about a private eye, and then they played the game One Change. What if they were all dinosaurs? What if they were all dinosaurs? We do that all of the time, <laughs> but not true. they're not just dinosaurs, Chris. They're dinosaurs wearing meat suits. Yeah, who sometimes get caught and go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it was written for us. It's a book about dinosaurs and meat suits. Like I, I was trying to put on my human suit, and my tail was sticking out my fly, and I didn't want him to think I was being inappropriate. <laughs> Oh, God. That really happens, you guys. <laughs> That's a real part of this book. <laughs> so I like it that it fits in, like, it dovetails nicely with our our own mythology. Tanya, why don't you be next? Okay. Um, I think my my major compliment will be that I actually felt like there were times when, like, the tone was actually pretty well executed. Like, not... Like if you if you kind of dinosaur tone or the no uh, no no fic- no the the, the detective tone. tone the noir tone was actually kind of okay like there yeah. were a few places where I was like oh this is this is like if I just forgot that he was a dinosaur this would be kind of good yeah and also here's a, here's a little background sorry uh, when Tanya started reading this book we did not tell her. Nobody was, told me Jack did about this book. I literally oh, down. I got good the files us. and was like, "All right, well, I have to be on a plane for four hours. Let's do this thing." And I was sitting quietly by myself. <laughs> Tanya, I'm so with you. I didn't know either. They didn't tell me anything. They were just like, "Yeah, do a thing? and I was like, "Sure, things. Sure, let's go." And so he starts talking about like, "Oh, the other thing that we left out is that he is like, I guess dinosaurs in general like get high on." herbs that's right yeah. so they, they so he starts out like one of the first lines is about him like doing basil in his car and oh I was yeah like, he knows the guy at the trader joe's gives him a good deal <laughs> i know and i really was i was that struggling so hard yeah those margarita really pizzas are insane <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah that and oregano at the same time yeah uh, like yeah let's let's think about it's all the gateway times. food <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because they were around forever, right? So maybe like the whole spice trade from the Dutch East Indies. It was all dinosaurs back then. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Do you want to know how many times, uh, casual listener, do you you want to know how many times in this book they explain why herbs make dinosaurs high? Zero times. Exactly (laughs) no times. times. Exactly no (laughs) times. At no point. None of the times. Although if secretly one of our listeners like owns a turtle and when you feed a turtle basil, it starts falling over, then that makes sense. But... Otherwise. Oh, that's not possible. 
I would watch you if there was a YouTube video called Turtle Eats Basil Leaf and Falls Over, I'd be so into that. That makes about as much sense as if like cats are secretly just like the depressed kind of dog in a cat suit. Like that's not that's not an option. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> but then a cat it's and a dog are gonna fall in love and they'll make a cat dog. <laughs> I just got no. When I think about Garcia at his publisher being like, "All right, I wrote this really great detective story. <laughs> I want you guys to like check it out." And they're like, "Look, man, I'm sorry, it's not the 40s anymore. Yeah, nobody's no buys buying more. like yeah. nobody's doing noir books anymore. I'm sorry, and it's average noir as it is." He's like, "You got to do something that like makes it like spicy. You got to make it something that people want." And he's like, "Where's your man?" And then like, I just wanted to be like, "Fuck, man, what? Oh, fine. I'll make them all fucking dinosaurs, okay?" <laughs> what have I told you? Everybody in this book was dinosaurs. Would you buy then? <laughs> it does sound like a perfect pitch meeting. You're like, "All right, I'm listening." <laughs> or, the, or he like he goes in and he's like, "All right, listen." His buddy's like, "Listen, you're gonna you're about to pitch John, and John, he can make or break you in this industry. But I got to tell you one thing about John." Fucking loves dinosaurs. <laughs> can't get enough dinosaurs. You can't. You can't fail with a dinosaur plot. He's like, oh, but I wrote a hardened detective novel. It's up to you, man. Do you want this job or not? It's time to turn on the magic. <laughs> uh, I I totally agree with you though, Tanya. And I do feel like that's what I liked about it was that it's a really dumb idea. But the the thing that makes it survive is that it's kind of a good detective story. Like he does a good job of the genre. And it almost makes up for all the annoying times he mentions the buckles on his suit. <laughs> yeah. Buckles? Not quite, though. Really, guys? Yeah, the straps and buckles that make it possible for a dinosaur body to fit in a human suit. Chris? You'd never know. We're still missing right? you. What's your major compliment here? My major compliment is also about the tone, but specifically uh, about times, uh, especially early on in the book, when the uh, narrator's a bit tongue-in-cheek. When he's like, yep, that's right, I'm the best in the business. And then it, it basically that's code for he totally failed. Um, <laughs> like when he botches his like surveillance attempt thing. Yeah, uh, it's weird. To, I, I don't know. I, mean, I want I to root for him, part. but he's such a bad private eye. Yeah, although I, I do, I like a fuck up. And I like somebody oh. who is sort of like sardonic about it. And the, the issue that I had with this is that that tone never comes back in the rest of the book. Oh, and see, the issue I had is that he's secretly a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Both valid ways of looking at it. Both yeah. good points. Yeah. Well, oh, let's, and, let's... And sorry, Vincent Rubio and most of the characters, really, even those who are exclusively in Los Angeles, all have vague New Yorkie accents because it's a noir. Right, and 40s accents. Well, maybe it's because dinosaurs, although they like they adjust, but they don't adjust as quickly. So they're still stuck in the 40s? Yeah. Maybe that's why. Anyway, let's find out uh, more about this. Uh, We're going to dive in. um, We're going to dive in. We're going to play a game called King of Bullshit Mountain. Tanya, it's your favorite game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm unfamiliar with this game. You're unfamiliar? Great. Well, Well, let's explain it to Nick and to our listeners. Yeah, it sounds good. So King of Bullshit Mountain, uh, we're going to start. Chris is going to be up because he's the reigning champion, as always, of King of Bullshit Mountain. And we're each going to take turns asking Chris a question of the book. And he is going to have to explain it to the best of his ability whether or not he knows the answer. And as long as he can come up with an answer quick enough and reasonable enough, we'll let him stay on top of Bullshit Mountain. If you ask a question that Chris cannot answer, even falsely, in a hurry... Or someone else yeah. answers the question if better I, for I a hesitate, steal. Yeah, that's right. Then you become king of bullshit mountain, and people will throw questions at you. We'll just get in, get into it. Chris, we'll start with you. Um, yep. Let's make let's start start in the obvious place. Why 
are there dinosaurs disguised as people? Well, here's the thing, Alex, is that uh, when dinosaurs uh, went, quote-unquote, extinct, mm-hmm. uh, they only went extinct at a, at a large scale, right? So some of the smaller dinosaurs, some of the burrowing dinosaurs were safe from the, the dust and the silica, you know, and all, all the everything else. The heat. The problem, the heat. Um, and one of the problems, though, is it's a numbers game. There weren't many dinosaurs left, and so they had to figure out ways to survive in an increasingly mammal-dominated world. And so that meant that they were they became more compact, of course, because that's a more efficient way to retain body heat and other things like that. Um, but they also got a lot smarter at finding food, at, at basically tricking some of these mammals. And where the mammals had to start from being rats, you know, basically back in the day, dinosaurs were already ahead, so they had less to catch up. Uh, to becoming sentient, less to catch up to being more civilized. And it's only been in the past maybe 50, 100 years that they've really become that 5 to 10% of the population. It's all through trickery and through uh, being clever and being patient that they've been able to survive this long. So remembering, of course, that dinosaurs and humans did not coexist at any point, uh, at well, least... Well, right, except for when they were hiding as people. What yes. did the dinosaurs pretend to be while they were waiting for humans to start existing? Trick question, people. They were uh, sentient <laughs> the whole time, and uh, they, they actually were already bipedal, and so they, uh, they had many of the advantages of a humanoid form long before humans did. Where does the brontosaurus put its neck? The brontosaurus... <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at the question. I'm not hesitating. <laughs> the brontosaurus... So all these dinosaurs have the traits of their... Uh, their their ancient uh, sort of ancestors, so brontosauruses are bigger than, say, your velociraptor, and his neck may be a little longer, but these are very minor differences now because everybody's evolved to be um, sort of the same uh, rough humanoid shape. Um, so wait, wait, they're human shaped mostly, and so it's like raptors are going to have like a pointier face, uh, brontosaurus are going to be bigger with a slightly longer neck, T Rex is going to have slightly shorter arms. Um, and, you know, a little bit more muscle. But um, even the what they call the compies are evolutions of a small dinosaur that's actually increased in size to be more human-sized because those are the ones, through natural selection, that continue to thrive in this increasing mammalian-dominated world. I have a question. The girl who is pretending to be a dinosaur, pretending to be a human. Yes. Uh, how Judith come no McBride. dinosaur ever asked to get naked with her? Well, they did, but she came from money and power, and she could always turn them down, and everybody always assumed that meant she didn't think they were good enough. And rather, instead, she was trying to create that hybrid baby. She just hadn't figured it out yet. So it might have been ironic that she probably wanted to jump the bones of every single dinosaur, but she couldn't yet because science hadn't yet caught up. Okay. Why, then? (laughs) Why isn't there a dirtier dinosaur-on-human erotica in the center of this novel? Because I feel like the opportunity's there, and clearly this is not like a... I, like, there are times in this book where I was like, oh, this is like a scholastic like uh, pay, yeah, like book yeah. that I would have gotten in school that yeah, came out PG. of those like, little wax paper things. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's like, then this fucking dinosaur over here. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Yeah, there, is, then, there is some adult language. And then they take, it to the, they, they take it to Fucktown, and then they're like... And then they don't pay off. And I want to yeah. know why. I want my interspecies, <laughs> like, erotica. Yeah, if we're gonna if, Fifty Shades of Triceratops. I think I think often, uh, Nick, you know that the line is more defined as far as different things that are uh, you know taboo when it's skirted rather than crossed way over. 
And so when you have the interspecies thing between uh, Vincent and Sarah, you know, it could have gotten mad dirty. It could have gotten like super dinorific and all that. But you got to respect that these people are all operating in a world where there are strict societal norms and strict societal codes. So even going that far was pretty thrilling for them. And yeah, so but I, I don't much I, care for classy dinosaur erotica. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a matter of taste. Then I feel Nick. also like I'll never no. be able to hear dinorific again. <laughs> <laughs> I I think Nick is unsatisfied with your answer, Chris. I think you have provided an unsatisfactory answer, and that means <laughs> Nick right, is now the king of right, bullshit right. mountain. I'm going to lead off with a question. Nick, why do you want to see that? That sounds gross. Hey, you know what? The human palate is deep and mysterious. And, you know, how do, you, how do I it's know that it's not going to... Yeah. And sometimes you got to experience everything before you can ever truly love anything. Nick, you sound like a guy who has never seen an internet link he wouldn't click. I would click anything. <laughs> I click on the ones they say don't click on on Reddit. That's why I they call you Nick the Click. Oh, I'll click it so hard. I'll click it twice. I'll email it to myself and read it later. <laughs> I just discovered R popping, which is just like cysts and blackhead no. popping. I click that all oh, day, yeah. son. I got all the gifts all day. I got them like chained together. <laughs> Oh, that makes me I so was, I, built, like, I built a Chromecast playlist for it so I could just have them play one after another. When people come over for like chips and dip. HD. <laughs> it I got that coming out of my it. Boston Tower speaker so you can hear the bass when the whitehead gives way. Ooh. This is what it is. Wow. You just someone wa- comes over and you want to ruin them forever. <laughs> You've got a button. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Nick... How do uh, dinosaurs uh, continue to thrive in human society when they are cold-blooded and they're not very good at either staying outside or regular global warming? Temperature? Next question. <laughs> How did they do why it before global warming? Why don't they Pre-global care about warming. art? <laughs> like, like how they get through the ice did... age, Nick? Yeah. Oh, how did they get out of the ice age? Global warming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a point. Tanya, what were you going to say? Oh, I just want to know, there are, me- there are multiple instances where dinosaurs are like, oh, that's stupid art over there. Nobody cares. Like, I don't need a Kandinsky. Why don't they give a shit about art? Why are dinosaurs so against Tiny artwork? Tiny hold paintbrushes. <laughs> All right, you that are, leads to my next question. Can you imagine the movie question. Ghost with dinosaur hands? No, you cannot. They're not yeah. getting on that pottery. But how do dinosaurs manipulate the human arms that they wear? So, like a T Rex has, uh, they have they have small levers inside their meat suit. <laughs> sure, levers. The pneumatic levers. Why, why haven't they switched over to the computer age, Nick? Well, you see, the thing is, they have to build a system that will exist for many, many years at a time. So they've gone on an all mechanical pneumatic system because. Technology evolves too quickly, right? It can easily become something else. So it can't be digital. It needs to be analog. So do you, would you then say that all dinosaurs are walking around, like, probably leaking just a little bit of pneumatic fluid? I would. I would, yes. You, you do need to all replace right. a little bit of that oil every, like, three to four months. Like, they're like an old Hyundai. They kind of just, like, drip. You don't want to, par- you don't want to leave so- it parked in your, in your front yard for a while. It'll just leave a puddle. So as part of many dinosaur disguises, in fact, most of the ones we hear mentioned, there are contact lenses that they put in their reptile eyes. (laughs) How in the world do they do that with those stupid claws? (laughs) Oh, that's really easy. They actually make a small uh, finger uh, adapter 
that goes on top of a raptor claw or whatever claw you have. Some of them have like a hoof or something. What's like that, that called, Nick? And then what's what's that adapter called, Nick? Oh, it's called a finger adapter hoof claw. <laughs> <laughs> and and how much is that extra? Or does that come with the suit? No, it's 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 part of the like upkeep and maintenance of the whole thing cuz I mean essentially you go see your dino optician, right? And then they get your prescription from the dino ophthalmologist and then uh-huh. they convert the sphere powers and then they essentially just fit you with a a contact lens that fits the base curve and the diameter of your talon or claw or hoof. But so cool. the uh, is, so is, is that like a mail order service? Oh sorry. Yeah, I mean like in, in the way that like contact contact solution comes with a contact case, it yeah. comes with a finger adapter hoof claw. <laughs> Uh, can so you tell me how they make facial expressions? Oh, Pneumatic, good question. Pneumatic levers. Attached to? <laughs> Attached to what? Attached to what? Oh, the finger Tanya, you're the, the king of bullshit. <laughs> no. Tanya, could you please explain no. how a dinosaur <laughs> sings and waltzes about in a seductive manner with their face and claws and reverse knees? Wait, before you do, just to clarify, wasn't the singer actually a person, though? No, she was dressed in a human singer, suit. The singer, Sarah, was a dino in a human suit. No, she was not. Sarah, I thought she was the oh, dino in a human. Yeah, so she's wearing her human costume when she's singing and waltzing around in a seductive. Oh, manner. that's right. I, but how does the dino underneath sing? Are you asking how human suits work? <laughs> I'm asking are you? how she managed it. How she? What do you mean? How she managed it? You mean how did a dinosaur get into a human suit and dance around? <laughs> Which is the biggest question this book has to offer. I feel like well, she, doesn't, it. she doesn't have to tuck like Silence of the Lambs, right? There's nothing. You, she can just go. <laughs> I feel like Tanya might be boycotting this game a little bit. No, I'm just saying Chris's question doesn't make any sense. It's like, how can this happen? Well, that's what we all want to know. <laughs> how is this possible? Chris, you're back on Bullshit Mountain. Congratulations. Okay. It's right, good to Chris, be the king. I think Chris wins. The feat, the feat was too high. <laughs> Tanya had no interest in being a top. She I got the next over. question about an egg in a water bath. But we'll get we'll get to that later. Let's do an ad, oh, you guys. Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I didn't share this yet. That's why. Nick, nice uh-huh. job. Nice oh, job. Very good. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Obviously, you've taken an optometry test before. I'm a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Great. <laughs> Lie to your friends, Nick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We now join Crisis in Meatburg, already in progress. Join the crusade by becoming a meat buddy at read-wheat.com slash meat buddies. Wow, these clown shoes are really uncomfortable to walk in. They are, Colleen McClusker. But we need to keep our clown costumes on long enough to trick the evil Viscount Veggie into thinking we're from the circus. I know. Why are you repeating the plan back to me? Then we'll tell him our elephant escaped and he'll be sure to help us because he's a vegan activist and he's the one who's been trying to destroy Meatburg. Yeah. I know. Then, we'll break into his house, get his records, send in another team of grifters pretending to be the PETA offering him a job, at which he'll surely confess his crimes here, and that, plus his records, will be enough to send him to prison. I know all of this. I was in the meetings. Why are you repeating the plan as if it was only mentioned briefly two weeks ago, and it's necessary backstory for the next five minutes of action? I don't know. Why am I doing that? Hey, hey, what are you two doing on my property? It's him! I know, be cool. I'm not as good as you at the confidence part of this. I'm better at planning. Just follow my lead. Wait, are you two 
Are you clowns? Excuse me, good sir. We're just a pair of clowns, and we're passing through with our circus. My name is Bubbles, and this is my partner, Lumpy. Hello, I'm Lumpy. I'm a clown. Lumpy the Clown. That's what people call me. What do you two weirdos want from me? We just need a favor. We stopped by a restaurant. It was an Applebee's. Right, our friendly neighborhood Applebee's. And while we were there... Ribs! We ordered ribs with cornbread and mashed potatoes. I didn't finish my potatoes because they were too salty. Do you think you're maybe telling our new friend a little too much detail, Lumpy? Never mind. It is unclear what side dishes I had with my ribs. Ugh, ribs. You guys disgust me. Uh, never mind. Uh, while we were at dinner, our elephant escaped. Wait, you're telling me that your intelligent animal that you've been torturing all these years escaped from you? And I'm supposed to feel bad about that? I don't. I feel glad. Oh, th- that's right. And he ran this way. Perhaps you can help us find it? Oh, you're damn right I'm going to find it, but I'm not going to let you get your evil hands on him again. You wait right here. I will save that elephant's life. Thump, 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 thump. Great. He's gone. That went well. No thanks to you. I'm more of a leader. Speaking of which, time for phase two. Come in, Shauna Mullen. It's your time. Blow up the back door so we can get into the basement. Nice work. Let's get that safe. Wait. I just realized something. We don't actually have a safe cracker on our team. Oh, maybe Ben can do it. No, he's just a hacker, remember? You guys, I can hear you. I'm on the comm system too, remember? You hacked into our comm system? You're incredible! No, 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 you gave me a radio before you left. I mean, I could have, but I wouldn't need to because I also have lots of other things to do. Did you know I speak French? I learned it a week. Nobody cares, Ben. Can you crack a safe? Uh, no. Ugh, then we're screwed. Maybe I can help. Newest meat buddy, Victoria Townsend. That's me, and I'm a professional lock picker. I can open that safe in seconds. Clickety, 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 clickety. There you go. All done. That's amazing. Now we've got the Viscount's secret files. Let's drop these off at the police department and then send in the other team. We've almost got him. I bet this will wrap up nicely next week. Is the Viscount about to meet his demise? Find out on next week's episode of Crisis in Meatburg. And become a Meat Buddy by going to read-weep.com slash Meat Buddies. A small monthly donation helps keep this model airplane swimming through the Hyperloop. Meat Buddies, 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 Meat Buddies. So, uh, lastly, really quick, uh, our bonus game today, I want to play uh, How Would You Fail to Survive as a Dinosaur <laughs> in Disguise? Oh, okay. I thought you meant, how would you fail to survive in a world full of dangerous killer dinosaurs? Oh, you could do that if you'd rather. You'd be a person in this world. I'd rather be a dinosaur. Well, who wouldn't rather be a dinosaur? Well, actually, in this particular case, normally, yeah, dinosaur all the way. But in this case, I mean, I, I hate... Like, I wore a mask for Halloween once when I was, like, 10, and the fogging in my face was so obnoxious I've never dressed up as anything ever again. I just can't imagine <laughs> wearing a suit my whole life covering my body. Yeah. yeah. And you're sort of like Hester Prynne with all the buckled garb. Yeah. Also, like, he ta- after after that horrifying sexual encounter when he's still in his human suit, he talks about getting out of his dino suit or his human suit and being like, oh, no, all the juices that had collected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, there's no way to expel the juices. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. There's, yeah, the it's ventilation system. It's just like a system. wetsuit that's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and Nick would have liked alive. it if he had been more explicit and said that they were sex juices, but he didn't actually yes, say that. 
specificity. That was the only mention of juices in this whole like situation. So I think those were sex juices. I would also like to hear them expound upon them. <laughs> just, just a little more about those juices. I can't... This is what I don't get about their hypersensitivity where they're like, he just smells like chlorine and fig dust. And it's never <laughs> like, I can smell the sex juices and the sweat built up in this latex yeah. suit. I can smell latex. <laughs> they're, they're weirdly bad at smelling humans, too. Yeah, they're weirdly yeah. bad at smelling anything other than the specific scent fingerprints of each other. So yeah. they have these hyper noses and they can't smell anything useful besides you know she smelled of jasmine and sex juices or like yeah. chlorine tablets in an orange grove because that's a bunch of bullshit who knows what that smells like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh i'm sorry are you a large-scale orange agri-farmer in uh, <laughs> central florida well then you know exactly what that smells like <laughs> those are all dinosaurs a, too yeah, as opposed to not an agro-farmer like like uh he farms rocks or something yeah you could be a wind farmer Oh, I guess you could be a wind farmer. Touche. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or an ant farmer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think that's an actual profession, ant farmer. I think that's more I of a hobby. People need bulk ants. Where are they going to get them? <laughs> I like when we stray from the beaten path with this book because it really lowers my blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> How would you guys fail to survive in this world, either as a dinosaur or as a person? Pee. What? <laughs> Two yeah. reasons. One, I like to pee with the door open. That's just my deal, and that would give me away. Two... Uh, all my peeing's an emergency, and I would not be able to unbuckle myself completely in time every time. Oh, so you just, wait until I would, I would, it's I would an literally emergency. just rip my abdomen apart and pee through the gaping maw in my human suit. You go I mean, through fact- more human suits that way. <laughs> well, so there's two parts to this. One is that like we could we could definitely go into that philosophically. You insist on the door open and never pee when it's like half full. You're at, like half a tank, but instead of those two things. I like that your problem is you plan on not adapting. <laughs> yeah. If you were a dinosaur. It's like, I'm not going to change. Fuck it. Well, lizards, like, they don't have great eyesight. They don't have great metabolisms in no. general. No. And great so, force. like, everybody's just always sort of tired. If they're just, like, trying to get through the day, I bet they're just exhausted. It would also be a dead giveaway if, like, 5 to 10% of the human population was always lying on a warm rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's the thing about the paleo diet that came out. Maybe those paleo uh-huh. people are dinosaurs. Right. You know, because all, all they eat are, are like dinosaurs. unprocessed foods and meat. <laughs> it actually would have made a lot more sense to me if there was like a religious sect that was secretly dinosaurs. Like if it was like a cloistered, like small community yeah. that was all secretly dinosaurs. That makes so much more sense than like, yeah, if it was you know, like 10% all, of your just yeah. average population is just a dinosaur. Like, right. I, no. I I spent a good half an hour of my life trying to find the hidden symbolism behind this. Like maybe this was, <laughs> this this book was on this next level of right. being like a commentary on racism. Or, yeah, oh, I, thought it, like, I thought it was. Being, no, like, I did this uh, too. Homosexuality. I thought it was homosexuality. It there, it's not yeah. there. No, no, no it's super duper. Is like dinosaurs are constantly trying to pretend that they're something that they're not, and they're living their lives in secret. Yeah, all these right. identity crises. Yeah, yeah. and then and the like, spoiler is like the the spoiler at the end is like the surprise is like well sometimes gay people pretend to be straight people in order to make hybrid gay straight babies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've lost. Well, that, and then it sort of falls apart. Can we also just talk about what he just. Describes like the world's jankiest baby, and then is like, no, 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 it's beautiful. Yeah, it has half of an ear, yeah. and, like drooping off of its cheek, and you're like, what? And he's like, and it was, it was beautiful. It was. I the don't most think that's beautiful. how hybrids e- work either. Where it's just like, well, if you combine this species and this species, the ear goes somewhere different. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you can't look it. like that scaly girl from Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Eric Garcia spent so long preoccupied with whether or not he could make this book, he never stopped <laughs> to think whether or not he should. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, that's pretty great. Chris, do you have a, a way you'd fail to survive as a person then? Uh, as a person, uh, I, I would think that I would... Uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I really like basil a lot on a lot of my food. Sure. And, oh, man. Pesto I, I love real fucked up. Well, pesto, I think... It's not even that I would be fucked up on pesto. It's that some pesto tweaker dino is going to approach me while I'm sitting on a park bench eating my salad and just oh. maul me and take my lunch. Because in the long yeah. history of me getting beaten up for lunch, this would continue. <laughs> dinosaur also, or not? Yeah. I just feel like wh- if you're if you're secretly dinosaurs, why would you start a club called the Evolution Club? Like, why? Do- They're like, like what are yeah, you- these are clever jokes. These we are all clever jokes. Caught. We all we never- <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Your it all is the this, size of a, a shit ton of basil. You just love puns. I think that's what. Yeah. It means. Oh yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Well, I think that that- actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, there was that awful uh, Manimal the musical that they attended on the. Oh. Oh. Where they call out the anthropomorphism bullshit, and they're like, yeah. wouldn't this story be stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. know! If there were cat people? Yeah. Like, yeah, I like. I think you think that because you're acknowledging how dumb this is, you're getting away from it being dumb, and you're not. No. no. I secretly dream that instead of that, he's actually really a snob about what anthropomorphism he likes, and he's like, oh. that, that their way of doing it is garbage and trite, and yeah. his is like, this is a high art. This is the yeah. only yeah, way to do it, yeah. dinosaurs and detectives. Anything else is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do a second after oh. a compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order. Chris, you're up first. Minor compliment for Anonymous Rex. Last nice thing you'll have to say about this book. Ooh, okay. Um, I accidentally turned off my iPad. And so I just doesn't sound like a compliment to the book. <laughs> you know what I need from you? I need a little less of that. <laughs> okay. Also, can I just? I remember, oh, oh, never mind. Ahead, I was going to kill some time. Nope. I was going to say, Nick, I encourage you to start a show called Nick's Deal, and every week you just reveal something else that is your quote unquote deal. <laughs> <laughs> Being with the door open can be episode one, Today's and then episode. I, I imagine our to be like, our popping will be no episode deal, two, and then you just like show like behind door number one, we have something that I've no one knows about. <laughs> Oh, I like Dealer No Deal where it was like, Nick's Dealer No Deal where like one of them is fake. So you're like, here's two things that I really do about peeing, and here's a fake peeing. Two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Yeah. All right. Nick's Deal episode number one. Wait till it's full. Feels better that way. (laughs) Go ahead, Chris. Minor compliment. So for my minor compliment... um, I found that this work actually works best when it's paired uh, within a uh, an, ex- an extended universe of other movies featuring dinosaurs. Um, so I like the idea that um, you know that there is Jurassic Park off Costa Rica somewhere, and I also love mm-hmm. the idea that um, this you're the baby actually and we have to love you. Sorry, that you're the baby and we have to Why? love you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not dinosaurs, but instead, Super Mario Bros. the movie 
This is the logical extension. You know how dinosaurs oh. actually got into this world? Through a dimensional portal with a crystal. And it turns oh. out it's people like Dennis Hopper. These dinosaurs, they think they look so different. But really, they just look like you know Dennis Hopper with the head horns. And the brontosauruses are like the Goomba guys who are just extra big but with tiny heads. So I wear, like, like that helmets. version so much better. Like Even though like a magical portal is kind of like a lame way to explain away a lot of stuff, it sure. makes so much more sense than explaining how in like the 1300s they were wearing... Whatever, like they're wearing like cloth and and paper mache bodies. You know, they were wearing well, a burlap sack with a smiley face drawn on it in charcoal. Exactly. Like that's what they. Like, also, oh, good sir, I'll take fourteen. This is back in the twelve hundreds. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, maybe they didn't have to be that good. A, it also doesn't explain why at no point have the dinosaurs been like, let's just go hang out on our own. We're stronger than all of these people. Uh, we're apparently <laughs> human smart. Let's just murder them and have our own little area. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't they do that? Hmm. Why? Anyway, but the answer was, of course, they were in a parallel world and needed to come over to our world, and they're secretly stealing all our natural resources. It's basically just, it. this could be a Doctor Who episode, and we could be done. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love that. I like that they're stealing our resources, too. I like that. Especially because our resources that they're stealing, probably oil, made out of dinosaur bodies. Yeah, oh, that was a confusing thing that I should have said in Bullshit Mountain. Yeah. It's like, how are we... Like, they yeah, keep making no all these, like, fossil fuels jokes, and I was like, what? Well, a lot of their dead ancestors, and a lot of oil isn't dead animals, but dead plant matter, frankly. Yeah. Well, that's true. Also a lot of, like, dead tiny sea creatures. Anyway, um, <laughs> still doesn't make sense. Let's keep going backwards, though, Tanya. It's your turn. Minor compliment. All right. At the beginning of this book we have a moment where he like has to go check his voicemail sure and my compliment part of this compliment is that he <laughs> openly remarks on how he hates checking voicemail and he oh, hates voicemail sure. in general uh, and i was like oh worst. man you and me vincent we see eye to eye yeah and then the dinosaur inside this compliment is that <laughs> Is that then he actually just proceeds to give us all the voicemails that he listened right. to? Like we hear all the voicemail, <laughs> which like completely he like reads all his bills. Like he like reads his mail. Bill, Bill, <laughs> letter from a guy I don't know. Bill. <laughs> yes, which I was like, why are we dealing with this? If you Here's just said tip. that you hate it, everyone's like, man, the worst thing is reading your mail. So, dear dinosaur detective, <laughs> account ending in like I just why why. <laughs> Yeah, you could probably skip some of that. Um, my minor compliment is for the sex scene. Here's what I like about mm. it. I like... You liked anything about the about sex it? scene? Everything? I hated it when I thought she was a person. and Because the idea uh. of her having sex with a dinosaur in a person costume is just so gross. Uh, it belongs on <laughs> wait, Nick's Reddit. Wait, but so it gets okay when she's, when she's secretly a dinosaur, a dinosaur. In a person costume. <laughs> I love two people lying to each other, you know, about the same thing. I love, like, I, and I love, like, costume on... Because, like, I had a problem. I was like, how does she not notice she's fucking a costume? But when they're both costumes, it makes perfect sense why neither of them can it's two it. costumes fucking each other, it but just like, becomes beautiful. It's sort of a weird thing <laughs> yes. where it's like, no, it's, like, no, it's not... It's like, it's not gay. It was a girl with a strap on, but I did not know she was a girl, so I'm not gay. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I and mean, she put it in my ass, but it was that, my ass after like is a that, fake is latex that ass. The on top second of my layer ass. of this no, book. I, there's something. Else. I, I don't want to. I mean, that makes it more complicated with sexuality. But what I, I think it was like a, a robot killing a person, like Terminator, is really horrifying, right? But BattleBots is delightful. So as soon as sure. it's robot on robot violence, I like it. So the idea but of they like, both two, think the other one is. Or he thinks she's a 
human. Right, which is, yeah. I just, like, imagine... imagine. But how did a, he not notice that she was just entirely latex? Because he he's latex, he so he has no power of imagination and hope. <laughs> uh, I, I like... So it's, just imagine, like, imagine... Uh, you hold know, up, hold flesh, up, hold up. Okay, okay. A fleshlight having yep. sex with a dildo when you're not there. How delightful yeah, with is that? reptiles inside. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> yes. I like that. Also, I don't know enough about reptile uh, genitalia, but I feel like I'm worried that they might have like a kind of a like a just cloaca in general, situation. You don't know enough about that? Like you wish you did know more? I'm just, to to be conversant here oh, okay. right Next now. Next week on Nick's deal. <laughs> <laughs> If, you know what, Nick? If if Nick's deal turns out to just have to be something that you scrawl on a piece of paper and fax to me, I'm also open to that. <laughs> yeah, because I still fax things. She hates voicemail, so that's the got, only way to get I got to a thirty-three-six modem just with your name on it. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only secure way. <laughs> I hope you like monochrome, poorly, crudely drawn, crudely transfer ink. Yeah. Oh God, that's awesome. Yeah. I just that's don't my understand. minor compliment. That's Nick's deal. That have- <laughs> that's Nick's deal. Is the modem sound you still, get turned on by the modem uses sound. fax machines? Yeah. Mm. I just give up. I don't. I don't understand how a dinosaur vagina is linked to a human suit vagina. I just don't want. I don't no, want. I don't want. That's it. Beavers and global yeah, warming. Like where, where? How are you creating an orifice with a human suit? That's not like it just doesn't make any sense. Oh wait, I have so does idea. everybody's human suit have to correspond with the appropriate gender they are? Can you no, only you can have be a girl no? You can gender bend because remember oh, the doctor in the park. Yeah, that makes things super. I have an idea. No, no. Here's what it is. It's like a tiny portal, magical portal, in the front of the human suit that is has its other gate at the front of her body. And orifice. yet they still bother with buckles and clasps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Tradition, Chris. They're not known for spending their attention in engineering know-how on the right things. Well, I mean, where else on your body do you need portals? You just have a portal from your mouth to your throat, and then... (laughs) Yeah, from your mouth to your throat. (laughs) There's a magic portal that takes things down every time you trigger it by swallowing. You call it it your mouth, but I I just say it's mouth hole and then throat. (laughs) Nick, it's time for you. What's your deal? What's your minor compliment? My uh, minor compliment is that I now have, a, would say, a solid six months worth of fan fiction for this book that I'm going to start working on. And oh, yeah. I already have my my subreddit, my vanity URL. I got it on Twitter. So please, if you get a chance, please follow Nick's, Nick's at Nick's Deal on, on Twitter. Twitter. And, um, I'm going to have animated GIFs. I'm going to have diagrams and flowcharts. So come check it out. The, uh, come with the, me down to the dark part of the internet. The tagline is, Nick is a complicated fellow. <laughs> is it Nick's deal? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys. That's it for our discussion of Anonymous Rex. Next oh, week, Monica, bring it in. Bring it in. Oh, we're sorry. Monica, we're sorry. We still love you. Got to hug it's it out with our okay. stunted dinosaur arms. We also hug it out. Hug I mean, maybe it out. need to address the fact that your husband got you the same birthday gift two years in a row. <laughs> I don't know if that's like it's a little boring. lazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to criticize your sponsor or whatever, but Monica, if you're out there, you could do come check out Nick's deal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you are Nick's deal. 
but but cool. also also what a beautiful tradition that yeah. you, that uh, that's been started about uh, you know a sponsored episode for your birthday. So uh, I actually I was going to say about that like I I actually love the idea of getting somebody the same birthday gift twice in a row because you don't ever do it. People think it's like bad form, but I have a lot of gifts. Like I've gotten like I got a zoo membership last year for Christmas. Loved it. Expires this year, but you can't give me the same present twice. So now I can't go to the zoo. So. <laughs> Uh, it just now I, the zoo is over. The zoo's done. I, I <laughs> you can lo- never go to the zoo again. <laughs> Once your membership lapses, you get your black belt. You get banned from the zoo. Some person in a safari hat is you are not welcome, sir. <laughs> oh, I think you've seen Please the hand lions. In your safari hat and binoculars. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. There are no red pandas here today for you. <laughs> oh, you wanted a lemur? Too bad. Remember last May? I think you do. <laughs> get out. <laughs> I, I actually got uh, banned from the zoo for trying to take off their monkey costumes to see the person inside. So we were trying to bone. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, thank it's you. It's not wrong if it's monkey on monkey. Thank you, Michael and Monica. <laughs> Happy birthday. And uh, uh, next birthday. week we're talking about this. Guess what we're talking about next week? We're talking about 10 things I hate about you. Ah, that's actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah, people so, really like it. Yeah, I, I love this movie and I'm terrified to review it. It's love month. You can love it, Chris. It's love month. Yeah. No, it's true. I, it's I, love I, month. So today's episode uh, was a birthday gift uh, from Michael to his wife. Part of love month. It was a love gift. No, it's not love month yet. It's yeah, it's hate. February. It's hate you No, no. <laughs> we're recording this in hate you but it's going to come out. We're in transitioning month. into love month, like a dinosaur shedding its human suit. I don't know why you guys are pulling back the curtain so far. Dinosaur. I just want everyone. It's February 5th. That's the day that it is. We're in love month. <laughs> We're recording it right now. There's yeah. a magical portal between the 31st and the 5th that people have traveled <laughs> Just like, through. like a mouth to a throat. throat. It's hole? a magical portal. <laughs> anyway, 10 things I hate about you, Chris. You can just love it. It's a f- We've done things you like before on the show. It's true. So what happened was we wanted to do a rom-com for Love Month, and so we put it up as a vote to our sponsors, not to our sponsors, to our Meat Buddies. We just put it out there. We said, hey, Meat Buddies, what are your top three uh, rom-coms? And the most vote-getting was 10 things I hate about you. and so, Whoa, whoa. When Harry Met Sally didn't ride the, tie, the highest is, of that list? This is a show that's not about things Meat that buddies. are genuinely good. All right, we're going to have a conversation on this <laughs> deal. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna one-on-one. We're going to dialogue. Bring it down. fix this. Guys, I'm, here's I'm Nick's right deal. I'm right there with you. 10 things, or, 10 things I hate about you, not Nick's deal. Not when Harry Met Sally, definitely Nick's deal. I didn't say, like, what was the best rom-coms of all time. It was, like, what rom-coms do you want us to watch? So uh. I think they thought it was mostly bad. Uh, my favorite suggestion, which did not get enough votes, was Transformers 2. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's next week. She's going to be a really fun episode. Definitely come back for that. Also, thank you to our newest meet buddy, Victoria Townsend. Yay, thank Go you. Victoria. Uh, uh, each one of these meat buddies is just, uh, every time, is tremendous, and yep. I'm totally floored. And I feel very special each time, so thank yeah. you for doing yeah. that. You're, you're thoroughbreds, all of you. <laughs> Ride into the sun. Thanks for keeping this horse in the air. Yeah. Galloping along. <laughs> Thanks for keeping sky. this horse in the air and this dinosaur inside a human. <laughs> inside a dinosaur. Inside a human. <laughs> Victoria, I hope, you're, uh, I hope you're a brontosaurus, the best dinosaur. <laughs> the most non-existent dinosaur. I like Bron- what? What? Brontosaurus Uh-oh. wasn't actually a dinosaur. Oh, 
God damn it. Knowledge dropped. It was Actually, the there was something, the we didn't body. even mention this, but something that I found really infuriating with the book was when he would be like, I would have gotten a job in the Natural History Museum finding new ways to trick people into thinking that dinosaurs are... Like, it's over. It's not like we need new... No one's like, yeah. man, I still, I'm still. i not sure about dinosaurs being extinct. Need a new fossil. <laughs> need to visit the museum again. <laughs> that job's over. Anyway, uh... If you want to be a Meat Buddy, go to readdistribute.com slash Meat Buddies. Also, if you want to find out more about Meat Buddies, you can join our mailing list. Uh, subscribe at readdistribute.com. We're going to be featuring some information about Meat Buddies coming up here soon in our new segment, Meet a Buddy. We also, uh, from time to time, we might check in and see what Nick's deal is on our mailing list. So. <laughs> go to readdistribute.com sign for our mailing list. I really love our newsletter right now, the Weekly Weep, so it would be really fun if you could join us for it. I have I enjoy writing it to you guys and reading Chris's and it's fun so do that anyway uh, thanks for being here as always see Walter Smith and at Tanya uh-huh. Best the Tanya Best woo <laughs> and thank you for being here at Nick's funeral hi everybody I waved to, to you like you all would see that nobody would see that I, I waved though internet <laughs> <laughs> everybody on Nick everybody wants to tweet at Nick's funeral so get there Make everybody should Every should tweet at Nick's funeral. Um, and look forward to his show. And also go check out Planet Town. Uh, what's the planettown.com? No? The, no. You, you guys have a YouTube fuckers, channel? No, no. Those fuckers own planettown.com. They want to sell it to us for like $2,000. So we have planettownfilms.com, which is just as good, just as good, just as good. But... <laughs> Planet Town Films, did you say? Yeah. Well, that said, sounds like a mighty planet, sweet place to visit. It's planettownfilms.com slash just as good, just as good, just as good. <laughs> no, That's we're, right. we're, we have a whole sketch where we're going to call them and, and harass them for that. We're going to be like, what are we going to do? We're going to buy a URL and then we're going to like just to hold on to it and not use it and then just try to sell it for an exorbitant amount of money for these other people. Try to trade like, oh, it for something. That's what you're already doing. That's what you people are already doing, you sons of bitches. <laughs> do you see this? Do you like how this feels? <laughs> Uh, I it's fun when people do that like cuz like $2000 is not that much money if you're a company but for a sketch group kind of a lot and well, I've talked to them and they're like oh like no this is a really popular like you are yeah. always like no it's not I run this shit I know no one is googling this you guys are liars you are lying to my face <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. All right, so planettownfilms.com. Nick, Nick, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. It's good seeing you. All right, we'll talk yeah, to you later. Everybody, next week. <laughs>